0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Pod. My name is Ben Lomas, and boy, am I enjoying the summer. And another man who enjoys the summer, who doesn't have to put on much sunscreen, is the one only Diruk Jai singer.
1: How unfair. <laughs> I have been to Gold Coast Wet and Wild, and I have been sunburned, my friend. And really? I've learned my lesson. You always slip, slop, slap. Always slip, slop, slap Because I peeled after that experience It was brutal And in fact, the next day, Ben Lomas I had to go to Dreamworld And do the Mummy Returns m- 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 the, the exhibit, I guess It's a walking <laughs> horror exhibit. tour Because it's a walking horror tour okay. And people have to hold their uh, A person in front of them You've got to hold their shoulders So you don't get lost in the dark And I had my brother's fingers Clenched into oh. my peeling skin So fuck you and your <laughs> racial profiling <laughs> But I'm very excited to be here, Ben Lomas We have a guest go. In here. Yes. Uh, very good friend of mine, uh, originally from Adelaide, but now he's a Sydney boy. Uh, very delightful and always colourfully dressed. Marcel Blanche
2: de Wilt. Yeah. You forgot slip slop slap is updated. What is yeah, it now? Yeah, it, slip, slop, slide. Huh? Slide Sl- yeah. slip slop slap. Slide. Slide on some sunglasses. So slip
1: slop slap slide. Yeah. Yeah. Side note the guy who came up with slip slop slap is was one of my clients in uh, when I was an accountant. Really? What yeah. he trademarked that? He was the cartoonist that came up with it.
2: Oh, so just the, the guy who animated yeah. that cartoon
1: yeah, is yeah, also yeah, he also invented it? Yeah, I, I believe really. so. Well, I forget his name. It
0: feels so funny. I know this sounds, <laughs> but slip slop Slap, I just feel like in the current climate, I feel like somewhere along the lines that. It's, you can't say it anymore. Are you gonna like,
2: cancel the guy?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> you are uh, cancel Alex. I believe Alex was his name.
0: <laughs> but I, but I just think it's quite, like I think about like everything. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that we can't say or yeah. or you know there's movies that haven't dated well. I feel Ooh, like American slipped. Pie. This, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, slags. it is
2: very much like I wanted to get slur, you know, words for yeah, all of them. Slop, no one ever says yeah, no one yeah. ever says slap on a shirt or what is it?
1: Slap, slap on slop, a shirt?
0: Slap yeah. on a shirt slap on a slip on a shirt. Slip
1: on a shirt, slap on a slip on a
2: banana.
0: Slap slop. on a hat. <laughs> yeah. Slap yeah. on a hat. Slop, on. And now slide on some sunscreen. Yeah.
2: so I slide on some sunglasses.
0: So it's four S's?
2: Yeah. And all of them are slurs.
0: Oh yeah. What was yes. what is was four S's is something bad? It's,
1: you're thinking of Nazis? I think of double oh, S. double yeah. S. Oh, yeah, double S. Okay. So there's fours, okay,
2: unless you two, split them two. There are two Dutchmen yeah. Dutch in the room yeah.
1: waiting for that All right. Well, that's all the time we have, Marcel. Thanks so much for joining us. I uh, know no, we're, t- we we're against them. You're touring next year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, yeah. Let me just say, we were
0: against them. It's fine. Do you know, oh, sorry, on a side note, I think it was, a, it was a family friend of ours when they came to a lot because a lot of Dutch people didn't want to fight, like mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of Dutch people did want to fight. And there's a story of, uh, I think it was my grandfather's hard friend.
1: Fighting clogs.
0: With a, the IK. Okay. How oh,
2: dare I, you. How dare you. But yeah. you're right.
0: <laughs> Would be really hard.
2: No, Jackie Chan did it in the film. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? So, and it's a great scene. Great, great scene. Check out that movie. That
1: was yeah. That was way too quick. <laughs>
2: That was, that was spot on. This
1: is giving our listeners a good insight into you before we get into it. <laughs> There's the a Dutch man
0: who, with his Dutch heritage loves to point it out and see it and go. I can relate to that. Kind of not,
1: but I can. <laughs> is your heritage Dutch? Yeah. No, really. Yeah. Blanche
2: my, de Wilt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, Bla- Blanche is um. anglo English <laughs> side. I mean, yeah. That's the that's my dad's last name and de Wilt, is, de Wilt is my mum's last v- name. De Vilt. Yeah. With yeah. yeah. De, yeah. Oh, if you're okay. being Dutch, but I wouldn't have a correct being It's de Wilt. Yes. My so mum's name's Mayan That's M-A-I-J-A-N and growing up, Maya. it was all just is my Jan there? No one. My in, in, in well, Australia.
0: my mum's name's Gamaria, yeah. so oh. she would get her, the worst that she had. She goes, you know, is it Gamaria? That was her phase name. No, the worst that she had was when people go, hey, Jamaja. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <She's like, laughs> That's not my J- name. <laughs> it's like you saying like, Dutch people don't fight.
0: Uh. Well, no. So in this is uh, he was in a wheelchair and he just he was a pacifist. He didn't want to fight. And his will not to fight is what happens. Is a lot of people pretended they couldn't walk, so they they got themselves wheelchairs and refused. The wheelchairs. um, The two wheelchairs. (laughs) And then they were in there. And then what happens is the soldiers come in and they put a pin in your leg. And if you reacted, that means you could. And then you were faking. Yeah, right. And Um, in this instance, they put a pin in his leg. And he supposedly didn't react. I mean, it's a great story my grandfather told me. But
2: sometimes I just think, eh.
1: Oh well, Dan. That's all the time we have for this
2: episode. <laughs> well, hang on. Is your mum Dutch? Or? My mum's Dutch. So my, Dutch? my opa was in Auschwitz. He was in the Dutch resistance.
0: Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Wow. So, uh, so how's your Dutch?
2: Bad. I don't. I don't really speak any. Okay.
0: Dutch. So, did you, when did your mum migrate to Australia?
2: Uh, so she was like a proper baby when she was. Oh yeah. On okay. the plane. Mm-hmm. So
0: does she still speak the language?
2: Yeah, she knows Dutch.
1: Oké, give it a call. And what
2: would you say to her in Dutch?
0: I would say: uh, hallo, uh, mevrouw De Wild. -hmm. Uh, Jouw zoon uh, ziet heel goed eruit. En hij is heel lang.
1: Oh, well, that's exactly what I would have said. As Actually, well.
0: that's incorrect. <laughs> I said it, he's very long. <laughs> yeah, he's
1: very long. I was going to get to that. How tall are you? I'm 6'5", 195 Six 6'5". And you. And how
2: be- big is your cock? It's,
1: it's, I Fucking think it's okay.
2: Boy. I think it's like... Um, <laughs> so you like, like everything about me. It's sort of like if like people go, oh, you got big hands. It's like, no, but it's like size. It makes the right yeah, size yeah, of my yeah. body. It's size you
1: know? proportion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Marcel, as Ben is adjusting your microphone Because you are a tall boy But uh, (laughs) what's exciting about having people like you on the pod Is you are not only a listener of the pod uh, You're probably one of the original adapters Adopters Yeah, true You sent me a message way back before we even started this recording, our first ever ever, say, do you don't do that? it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you heard me on the Little Dum Dum Club, <laughs> sizzling uh, the idea of me and Ben doing a, a bet, and that we might record in a pod. And you said one of your suggestions was that maybe. Rather than keeping it a thousand dollars for um ninety nine kilograms, make like 110 500 bucks, and then
2: ninety nine yeah, a thousand. Which is not about the longevity. Like the producer in me was thinking, yeah, but let, how do you how are you going to keep it going beyond it? You know, so yeah, I was I was imposing myself,
1: which is not bad because we got there quicker than we expected. That yes, was one of the so things. But uh, we but how can you complain when we both got healthy so quickly <laughs> because of the pod? So we we're like, ah, oh, fuck, that was a good call. But, man, so thank you First of all thank you for listening. Yeah totally. uh, I really appreciate that. Uh how are you generally when it comes to the aspect of health and fitness and dieting?
2: I'm bad. I, I was I was talking to Luca, past guest recently. He was in Sydney. Luca Mala? Yeah Luca Muller and uh he he described it because i because I get away with it because I'm not I'm not too big a boy. Yeah. He described it as skinny passing, which I think is a is a good way of phrasing it because I do have a bit of weight on me. I'm too heavy than I than I am. Mm. I'm one ten. And I yeah, should but be so tall. Yeah. I should be more like a hundred, I think. Yeah. Um and I, so my fitness comes in waves. Like a, like years ago, I was like trying to be much better and like find interesting ways to kind of keep my fitness going. Like in twenty eleven to twenty thirteen, I did a few charity things. I did one in Rundle Mall in Adelaide where I did a dance marathon, um, to raise money for um Af- there was this uh refugee crisis in africa and i don't take for... the boy
0: out of adelaide but you can't take the fringe out of it
2: <laughs> pretty much like it was like how can i make this about me um no it, i there, mean, yeah i'm a performer so yeah. i want you know i wanted to perform so you, you I dance and i, for... I, I love to dance It was called dance for change uh or dance for change in adelaide, in adelaide yeah. yeah with your lego yeah. and i uh well would we, no, we say lego yeah okay <laughs> like, we're committed to lego if someone says lego i Okay. To be
0: honest, I've never met anyone who says Lego. Yeah,
2: they I exist and name. I don't like them. Um, I say Lego. Yeah. <laughs> so, you would? what's the dance so you had to. So, I danced for uh, almost four hours straight and that was an interesting thing to go, oh, this is fine. I like to dance. And then around hour two and a half or so, my legs. Turned to jelly Like it was yeah. really interesting To see how you just Your calves
0: you know, would have gone Yeah
2: what it was crazy What kind of dancing Are we talking I just like boogie pop But like the Break Interesting dancing. thing about The idea was <laughs> yeah. that Like people When they made the donation It was like $5 per donation And they could request a song So the more they donated The more I had to go Oh wow. And then I did that again For the Cedar Bay Which is a 12 kilometre marathon And I danced the whole marathon, and I did that <laughs> two years. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. I need to yeah. see that. <laughs> is <laughs> there footage of that? Yeah, there's a little bit of footage. so yeah. You're dancing as you're doing it. Yeah.
1: And uh, where's the music coming? Are you carrying a boombox? Yeah, yeah,
2: one of those like uh portable Wonderboom. speakers. Yeah. Like, what, 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 was Are you was on early? your own? Is it the first year I was, so I felt really <laughs> strange. Um, some people were getting into it, but second year I had a I had a DJ. He strapped a DJ thing to his. Himself. This is one of the oh, things so I love good. about love about you, Marcel. Is you you.
1: you You're very, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, you come off as someone who's very comfortable in their own skin and Mm -hmm. like even like like i said you're a very colorful boy like a lot of your outfits on stage are full of even the one you're wearing now it's not your traditional fucking boring stand-up comedian black Mm t-shirt and a jacket which is kind of what i wear (laughs) but you know what i mean you feel you're like well this is me fuck everyone if you don't like it Mm -hmm. i'm gonna dance for four hours yeah Uh, was that something that came from childhood or is something you developed
2: i've always i've always loved expressing myself and i think like comfort has a has has bad things to it as well. Like I love being comfortable. Comfortable is very attractive, but with that, because I have, a, for instance, I have a loving wife and she loves me, and there's so therefore that drive to be fitter, healthier, thinner. Isn't as driven as when you you're single. You're like, I want to sure. look hot so I can get a partner. When you've yeah, got a I, loving partner yeah. and, and they love you inside and out, it's like hard to like have that drive. Totally.
0: And, then, and but also it's that thing where you both love each other and you're both into each other. That you know you love them regardless. So mm. sometimes you both just pudge out and you're just like, oh, I still think you're an absolute babe. Exactly. <laughs> so imagine? it's just that thing where it's like, you know, after a while you're just like, oh, hang on, no, what do
2: we know? And do you, do you exercise with your wife? Uh, not with my wife, she's better at exercising than me. She's more regimented, and I and I have a hard time being regimented. I, I walk a lot. I like to walk with a destination, like so. Even if my gig is like an hour away, see, gets an hour walk. That's good. I've got a destination in mind. But she has a PT. It's similar like to that.
0: our previous guest, Cal Chandler, he does that. He walks a lot to gigs because mm. uh, then he can get that exercise and then have the thought process of preparing your set list before you go. Yeah,
2: I had mm. I had a gym membership. I used it pretty well for a year. A couple of you know sessions a week never like looking up any sort of thing about like how do I do it well I was just like alright I've worked up a sweat um, this is better than nothing it, was, than it, nothing, it was the yeah. better than nothing sort of which routine which I think people yeah.
1: forget and someone like me in particular struggled for years because I always thought if I wasn't doing everything correctly then it's pointless like mm-hmm. but if I did something every day for those years in my 20s fuck I might have not hit 125 kilos or whatever yeah. you know what I mean because something is better than nothing and if you're, you're trained To believe that if you're not doing something, or I was thinking, if I'm not doing something drastic and I'm not seeing the results quickly, then it's not worth doing it. But uh, so, yeah, going back to comfort, the idea that you're comfortable in your skin, what are some of the drawbacks when you're saying that?
2: that? Well, if you're connected to mental health as well, which I know you guys like to talk about on the show, like that's something that I've been struggling with recently is comfort is something that does creep in like things like you're talking about um vegetarianism and veganism recently i've been a vegetarian for the past five or six years or so Mm -hmm. but in recent months i've found myself with meat creeping back into my diet (gasps) and that's sort of been linked to comfort mental health like just because it's like Pure indulgence. I associate with things like fried chicken. So yeah. uh, if I'm feeling low, feeling like I want to indulge, and i recently I'm in like, hey, what was chicken when you were a child? Because you were sort of talking about this mm. sort of thing as well. It's mm. like what was chicken to me? My mum's marinated chicken, the odd treat of like, oh, do you want to have KFC? And, yeah. and I'm like, mum, are you going to get KFC? She's like no, just for you. Like she was a single mum raising three boys. Like Jesus, that sort of thing was always like. Oh, here is pure comfort. So I yeah. think I fall back into that when I'm feeling a little How bit low. How old were you?
0: Single month, three boys.
2: Yeah, three boys. Yeah, and both of them, like I'm the I'm the baby. So I was often the sort of mediator between them. Like a lot of shouting. Like three boys hard enough, but then three, two of which are like. Find themselves into drugs and like a lot of oh. shit things and yeah, tough. They're both great guys now, but like some tough childhood moments. Were you
1: always bigger than them to hold? I can just imagine this massive infant just holding back. <laughs> All right, everyone, get them. Come on, come on,
2: break it up. Well, that was the thing. I, I was, I was the baby, and I did, I did, I am taller than them now. They got maybe it was smoking that stunted their growth. I'm taller than my, <laughs> I'm taller than my absent father as well, which feels good. Um, but. Uh, having that moment of, like, looking up at these adults sort of looming over you and trying to control them. Like, there was a story that I I, I talked about in a show a few years ago, this shouting match that led from, like, you know, you're sitting around the TV, eating, watching TV, hoping that tonight's not going to be a fight night. And, like, as soon as that TV goes off, that means, like, a fight is going to be on now. Like, here it is. Let's get ready to
1: rumble. Is that that WWE? No, no, that's just mom and my brothers.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, it's that sort of thing of going, like, you know, hopefully that fight just stays in the commercial. Maybe it will stop when the the show come, when Seinfeld comes back on or whatever. One fight ended once it, we found ourselves in my brother's room somehow. Like the fight had moved all around the house. Mum put her fist through her, my brother's bedroom window, smashed it with just one punch. Mm-hmm. And said, "Go to sleep." Well, she's obviously because of a Dutch heritage. It's like Hans and the Dike. She's just plugging the dike in. <laughs> well, you know, you know your Dutch stuff. It's like, oh, yeah. all right, I've got two Dutch people in this room. I better make sure I've got some Dutch. Stuff. <laughs> I did the research. No, but do you know that story? That's incredible. Real?
1: Not, of, course it, yeah. of course it's not. Course he didn't it save a well, fucking, No, no. Because it's funny. He I, I, saved a whole town by plugging <laughs> his hand into a. A hole. lot of
0: people. So there's this place near. He was a Madura fucking Dham. pervert who
1: was at a local glory hole that <laughs> stuck his dick in. That happened to suddenly start flooding. He's like, I got this. Well, it's
0: funny because near Maduro Dam, so this is places like it's miniature Holland. They actually had. They've got like a dike. They had to build a dike and have a boy poke his finger in the dike because so many tourists come there and would complain. That there wasn't the the, the little man. boy in the dike. and I found an old show that I've written that I've never performed. Where I wrote a, I wrote a show where uh, I play him, mm-hmm. but 60 years on, still on the speaking tour and just so bitter with that event. <laughs> I, I also
1: just...
0: Uh, <laughs> so, so it's me at an airport just going, I wish I never stuck my finger. <laughs> I,
1: I, I also loved right now how shit, like terrible broadcasters you and I have been and interviewers, because Marcel just talked about his mum punching a hole through a window <laughs> I mean, we, and we've just ended up talking about something you've written.
2: <laughs> no, I like that because it's like, that it's sort of... It's like, I can think of like someone's getting serious. Um, quick, yeah, we'll deflect, deflect, <laughs> deflect, deflect,
1: deflect, deflect. But going back to it, mm. please. Sorry, about, yeah. Yeah. no, no. Just on that thing is But uh,
0: how old? And I, you don't have to go into very detail. But I'm fascinated just being a family man. Uh, when your dad left, how old were the boys? Like how how old were you? So
2: that's that's the sort of the reason why like they were a bit maybe a bit more affected by it because I was like two or three. So mm. I didn't. Re- I don't really yeah. have like memories of a dad. Like, Do you have
1: any contact with him now?
2: No, completely like estranged now. Like like I'd see him annually. Like Mum would drive us up to Canberra right. to see him, um, and then like that sort of faded out towards the end of the teenage years. And then what really sealed the deal is I did a show about how he came to my wedding, and my best man did a speech about. How we both grew up with absent dads And then my dad came up to me after the speech And it was a beautiful speech, I cried, mm. it was lovely like, And it was nice to have a best, best man speech That wasn't oh, just like yeah, a roast like, you know, yeah, yeah, roast, it was like a really touching thing My, my best man was a, is a writer Anyway, so my dad came up to me afterwards And goes, you should tell your best man That you didn't have an absent father <sighs> And I was like, "But you, self-awareness, yeah. Weren't self around. Awareness, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, seeing someone annually is still is not In around. In his head, yeah. You know, having you know the odd weekly phone call. So, you,
1: oh, that's huge. huge.
2: But yeah, so I did this show about that moment. It was mostly about my best man, and it just happened to feature my father. And my dad saw a promo clip I did where I was chatting to." Uh, jason chong on his like little fringe um video thing for Ooh. it and was dad it fishbowl what was it called yeah, yeah. Festival of yeah. yeah and um and yeah dad sends me a text saying you know he saw it and he like you know was against it we had like a little argument over text and that was that was it
1: so your last chat to him was on text yeah brutal yeah you were saying that you uh have always been a performer uh you, how much do you think that childhood of wanting to break up being the youngest having sort of like arguments happen do you think that informed a lot of you as a performer to go hey everyone stop you know fighting because look at what look at this dance i can do
2: (laughs) kind of i think i think i like the idea of everyone getting along everyone being happy and then that also has negative effects in therefore like i've I've been picturing my mental health at the moment of sort of sitting around sort of like a, a middle zone which means there's no good highs and lows to it I'm quite uh-huh. happy being it's very in Buddhist. The, yeah. This comforts like, well, it's Buddhist, but it's not calm. Like, and I'm beginning to want a bit more low, so I can get a bit more high. Oh, so
1: you're chasing a low, so you can bounce from that into like a trampoline. You know, the kind lower of, you get in there, the higher the bounce is going to be. I think
2: it's just being open to it. I think I don't want to speak for everyone, but no, I think no, people it's will be able to relate story, to this. This yeah. is about me, but I think it's very attractive these days with phones and escapism the streaming and everything can just be designed to keep you around that sort of cold middle zone where i can sleep quite well at night but i'm also not loving each moment or allowing myself to feel sad as well you know yeah the, the, yeah. the, the, the complete depths of sadness but then also the complete highs of happiness as well it's
0: I, it's, it's, I find it's a comment bit- that and more fascinated that even with such an upbringing, which again, again, your hat's off to your mum who, who, yeah, who, who sure. is able to do that because you can't then start another new relationship. Your main aim is your boys mm. and giving them the best opportunity to go forward. But I love the idea that then when you do not have that father figure, which it seems to be common, is that you develop such a close. Group of friends, and yeah. that, that that speech about your best man—that it that sounds like a magical speech—and one, just even you touching on it, I was like, I wish I was there. Yeah, but then it's like, how is that now? Because like with, because like, I'm I'm just thinking about how do you feed huh? four growing oh. boys? Yeah, like what was your mum mate? Three, you, three, yeah. Three. Yeah, yeah, three. So, but uh, like, I mean, do we,
2: we don't talk about the fourth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he got thrown through a window, and we never saw him. <laughs> Fish so, heads. so how was it at home? Like, what did mum make? Like, um,
1: and of six foot five boys. I alone. know, like
2: yeah. big units. Like boys eat a lot. Mum mum was really lovely. And this sort of goes back to the idea of comfort in that we we weren't rich by any means. Like she was a nurse and we had child support. Um, so there'd be some nights where it would be like, here's a buttload of chicken. It's delicious. Marinated chicken, you know, uh, roast veggies. But then there would also be like nights where it's like tonight's pancake night. And But that would still be exciting because it wasn't like, oh, the food, the the pantry's bare, here's a pancake. Yeah. So, yeah but right. it, it was that sort of thing of like, yeah, a lot of pastas, tuna yeah. is pretty traditional sort of like meat and two veg sort of thing. But, yeah, then also here's pancake night. And I still have little memories every now and then of like being the this little This is boy. so Dutch, by yeah. the way.
0: <laughs> pancake night for people to yeah. go, pancakes in the morning. Yeah. Pancake night is yeah. a it's a Dutch thing.
2: Yeah, uh, Nazi goring. Oh. yeah. Bang. So you're saying it's, it it still have memories of? So I have memories of like how loving my mum was. Like I remember such an embarrassing moment having like a plate of food made up. You know everything served up. <laughs> all the food is served up, and being the little boy who dropped his plate, oh. all the food goes, and oh. mum mum be like, "You can have mine," and just being like oh, this oh, feels so awful. God. Like such a loving mum, but like no. also like, oh, how bad do you want to feel for that? Like I've dropped my plate now. My, my, not that my yeah. mum didn't eat any food. She yeah. found something else to make, but she didn't get to have. And you were like 21 dinner. at the time. I That's <laughs> what makes it so sad. Like, fuck you, mum. Yeah, did th- you have
0: apple strobe on the pancakes yeah. and stuff?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: <sighs> So do you think that idea of the chicken, like now that you're feeling those little pangs of wanting to eat meat again, Mm. it sounds like it could be potentially linked to those sort of... A chicken was the then if chicken's on the table, that I means shits. You know, this is a good meal.
2: It's true, and and but this is the thing. I don't, I want to go back to that idea when you were talking about that um that podcast that went against mm. Game Changers. I haven't seen Game Changers yet, but I I do want to resist people finding a convenient narrative in that and going, oh, you see, he said depressed, and then he ate some chicken, and now it's like, no, I'm still not. Yeah. I'm not it's <laughs> like, I'm like yeah. oh, I'm so happy now. I'd love if more people recognize that meat as a treat mentality, but also like. Just simplify it. Meat is a treat. Meat is yum. So many meat are like, this is my lifestyle. This is how I roll. Just say, it's yummy in my tummy. Like, <laughs> it, that's as simple as it is. Yeah. Like, can we all uh, recognize it's as simple as it makes me feel good? It's yummy in my tummy. Like, no yeah. one wants to br- boil it down to that, but that's what it is. You know? I think that yeah. I'm
1: pretty sure that's kind of what I said to Quirk when he was on, which is that yeah. I, I would, you know, if I, I wish I had a better excuse for, for, for being a meat eater other mm. than the fact that. I don't value a animals' life as much as I value my little the taste buds being tingled by meat.
2: And it's good that you recognize that because I think so many people, you know, who get angry about when they hear, you know, vegans talking about their lifestyle or whatever, it's, you know, it's someone encroaching on it's like religion and things like that. It's mm. like how dare you, you know, it's like is it because you recognize that your argument is you know, flawed or, or is, it, like maybe not, not flawed but it's simplistic you know it's, yeah, yeah.
1: Or, or that you know it's it's. I can't understand <clears throat> that extreme it feels like a type of extremism the way some of the reactions I got uh, from yes, the saying that is that going no you do your thing this is like you know I don't want to tread on ground we've already covered but I was just like I never said, "All right, all the listeners now activate and become vegan." Yeah. I was like, "Hey, I saw a Doko; it picked my interest. I'm going to have a crack at it, see how I well, feel." Well, I was saying it subconsciously. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I think you do you, but I, I, I love yeah. what you said about yeah. As I said, let's not retread too much ground, but like at the moment, like meat is is creeping in about maybe once a fortnight, maybe once a month, every now mm, and then, and it does amazing. become a sort of thing. Is like. Um, if my wife goes away, sometimes it's like, and, and she's happy for me to eat whatever. It's not like, oh, your wife's away, so you can eat what you want. Is she a vegetarian as well? Um, she what is, a relationship. Yeah. Hey,
0: excuse me. Have you have, <laughs> you have you have you cheated on me? Have you have you eaten? pork,
2: no, pork. But, people, but people do have that like when i started being a vegetarian guess what the first question was that people asked me oh so is your wife a vegetarian and she made you a vegetarian like <laughs> no it was it was my choice actually <laughs> okay, no. you know but people think it must be like a, some feminine influence or something no, like that no. again
1: that comes back to me as being masculine yeah. like no like and it's not like yeah when your wife's away you have to sneak around and eat it. Or when the like wife's away, the cat. He's allowed to. He's allowed to eat anything, including <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: But it's 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 more just like oh cool. I don't have um, a witness to my shame. You know what I mean? I try not to associate it with shame too much. Yeah, because you know? all shame comes from within. Um, she's not going to shame me. It's more just like cool. If I. I who I used
0: started as a vegetarian? I st- did. Yeah. yeah okay. But
2: she was already like not really into meat, but she was sort of eating it meat out of like uh feeling of obligation, health and whatever. Yeah. Um so it was just easy for her um to just sort of roll with it. But like I, I find it remarkable people like people that can eat KFC in the restaurant, I find like Where do you have any shame? Okay, Uh, well he's he's here right now. Let's ask (laughs) him. KFC KFC for me is is either KFC is either in the car park or it is at home and no one else is home. Time to
1: one and done my day. (laughs) I I have said this publicly. I have tried hard to do adverts for KFC because of how much I love. The product, like, oh, it's delicious. It's, it's less these Never days because it. I can now afford mm. better fried chicken. Like wow. you know, like, uh, <laughs> uh, like
2: edit that out. Keep that KFC potential. <laughs> no, no, no.
1: Now I don't want you KFC. Yeah, I, you had me at cheaper. It now you're gonna have to fucking pay me a bit more. Yeah, bring more it. Come over, Gammy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fucking Gammy needs to give me an advert. I had how many listeners did we have last week messaging us saying that they yeah. were in Melbourne and they were looking yeah. for Gammy? And, yeah, I'm, and, think, and I'm and thinking about chicken it out. Man, you sh- yeah. chicken it out? Yeah. You sh- I we're, like it. Yeah, shaking it out um, accident, we should
0: get people to go okay yeah i'm here because of the fitbed podcast yes <laughs> the fitbed pod. podcast the booking is under fitbed yeah
1: yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> and, and then finally i will just start tagging them hopefully give me some fucking just one just eight wings i'll well, be happy i still happy haven't with. eaten it and i hey for oh, me needs really? a treat i meats still treat. have not eat it is it yeah right okay let's do let's uh, do a live pod from <laughs> 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 but um for me, one hundred percent, it is that positive association of a childhood memory. KFC was the first kind of memory of a childhood uh, treat. Mm-hmm. We, it used to be my—I can't—I I think unlike McDonald's, which is I felt I saw a lot of in pop culture, and I really craved it when he came because mm-hmm. I think it was ninety-eight when he came to Sri, in Sri Lanka. But KFC was something that snuck up on me. My brother had known of it, and he, me, and mom went there, and I was like, "What are we eating? Chicken? All right, cool. That's what have been ninety-five. Would have been like 10. And that first bite, it just – I still remember because of the smell – when you walk in, is amazing. Mm. And then the bite's so perfectly crispy. And, oh, I'm <laughs> crying right now. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can relate.
2: I can relate. So yeah. for me,
1: I've never felt the shame with it because I think I've even said for one of my exams, I, I did so well. My um, family friend, uh, as a present, gave me a bucket of chicken. And there's a photo of me holding the bucket of chicken like a trophy. And it says, Congratulations, rook in the background. Like, it's yeah. I think
2: that's great that you don't associate with shame. I think that's good. I, I still remember being like twelve years old, and and me and my best mate, the same same one from the best man, um, going there and like feeling a little bit of shame afterwards. be like, we better eat an apple afterwards. You, know? <laughs> <We'll> <laughs> oh, that an, you had that yeah, awareness. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll eat an apple as if that will like undo. Because
0: um. <laughs> we were we were only allowed to have McDonald's. Like right. with KFC was just like we just it, it, just it was too just, much. It was just not allowed. So yeah, McDonald's right. the only one. And the only time we ever got it was if we were getting a babysitter. Right. right. So, which was a rare occasion. Then mum would go through the drive through. I don't know if I told the story on the pod, but there was this like, I was driving through and, and I was that thing. I was like, ah, oh, fast food. This is it. We don't get it. You know, Cocoa Pops in school holidays. Mm-hmm. But, and then when mum came in, I was like, what would you like? I was like, I'll have a junior burger. And then mum just goes, uh, could I get uh, two uh, junior buggers, right? And she said buggers and me and my fucking sister just started laughing <laughs> and then the person in the intercom started laughing because no one's ever ordered junior buggers. <laughs> the mum was so self-conscious <laughs> but, of her accent. Yeah. Uh, Cardinal that Poblid. But, yeah. I, <laughs> but, then, even, but even then at that moment I was like, no McDonald's for you ever again.
2: Oh, oh no. And she just drove
0: through the drive-thru and that was the last time we ever had McDonald's. But you don't
1: bite the hand that feeds oh, you, mate. And, and
0: that day, I learned that
2: very quickly. You never Did you get of... the junior buggers or was no.
0: that? Oh, shit. So she just went, yeah, right. oh, you find that funny, do you? Do you find that funny?
2: Oh. My mum no, was but... good at that, sort of like, yep, not happening then. Like,
0: yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's this Dutch conviction where it's just like, oh, you've made that decision. Oh, okay. Well, that's your decision. You've. Mm. you've th- this is it. That's the way things are.
2: But you were still brought up with that idea of like, this is a treat right now. You are getting a treat. I yes. think a lot of kids are brought up without like, being brought to a restaurant and going. This is here's the food. This is and, the norm. And you see, when I see people on that their lunch break eating KFC, I find that sort of fascinating because I go, oh wow, that, that was just like that's their routine lunch. Let's yeah. get some chicken. Yeah. That's really interesting.
1: A lot of uh, vegans who uh, was sweet uh, when I was uh, saying that I was doing the vegan week. One of the things they said we well, look forward to is that you can actually binge on vegan food and not have that sense of like. Dread and drain That you have After mm-hmm. after when you eat A heavy meat meal Like where you yeah. You know you feel like Passing out and all that
2: But the gluten Inflating yeah, Yeah I find that Really difficult Because you talked about How bloated yeah. you felt After those Beyond Burgers Yeah Same, same oh, sort of thing right. for me Because like Some of that food And like there's some Delicious food out there I want you to find Some of these Like delicious mm. vegan food but just, And I did um, I think yeah.
1: that's the best Thing to come off That
2: uh, week that Oh I good
0: Too many but, protein balls Is the other one I yeah, went down that it path It just
2: sucks You're like Oh cool I'm, do- I'm doing a better thing And then like My guts just get So much bigger so, Same thing. It's like (laughs) that's another thing of like being married. It's like cool, I'm gonna be farting all night. And what what was the switch to vegetarianism for? Was it ethical reasons? I think it was it was seeing this my best friend keeps coming up on this podcast. What's Uh, his name? Let's Paul. Um my best friend Paul, I've known him since um grade two, so he's sort of like family to me. But he he started being a vegetarian and then like slowly and initially it was like okay, that's Paul's thing, but then slowly but surely I began to realize Oh, you know what? There's a lot to be said for this and like so there was it was a combination of ethical and also just sort of, you could just, I could see how it was done. And I think right. a lot of people don't see a good example being demonstrated to them. So they're not really able to even see ah, how that sort of thing might even work. Yeah, yeah. It's actually
0: if it's done, if it's done in, and also how you react to it. So my mm-hmm. partner, even in the periods where we were on and off, she went from being vegetarian to then being vegan. So mm-hmm. I experienced the whole gamut, but never once did I just go, oh yeah, no, I'll do that. Yeah I never, She never pushed it on me She never I found it annoying sometimes When we had to go to particular paces, And sometimes It annoyed me so much That I of course Would order the Meat lovers pizza <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was that thing, it was like, I knew I could have the whole pizza like, yeah. The Well yeah
1: My brother's wife Is vegetarian And he's a massive meat eater And he says One of the best things Is when you go to like America <laughs> Is that you get All the meat <laughs> stuff To yourself it's, it's the best Get all the heart disease yeah. To and your when we, Exactly yeah. yeah it's not like We have a family history Of heart problems And uh, But with your exercising side of things, mm. how do you? So, as a tall kid, did you do a lot of sport in school?
2: I, they, they tried. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ruckman? Rock, <laughs> mum, mum tried to get me to, uh, my coordination was pretty bad early on. So, mum tried to put me into things you like. You're a dancer. Yeah, I love to dance. Um, like, my rhythm's not great. I loved, I still love to do it. Um, But so my coordination was always bad growing up. Later, I found out that there is science behind if you are growing rapidly, your coordination never really gets to click in.
1: That oh, well, so that like, makes the, yeah, so there much is, sense, yeah, there is, yeah, there is sort of
2: science behind that. I, I was never able to, I never knew that growing up, so I was never able to sort of. Did you ball. have
0: physical problems growing that fast?
2: No, like it wasn't so fast. It was like um, dangerous, but it was just that level of my coordination was bad, classic Marcel can never catch a ball sort of thing. So I was always called Unko and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So my sporting Captain ability was always, yep, you,
0: Captain Anko Yeah, completely Unko off Captain of, Unko seems to be. Yep, yep. Um, were,
2: you, were you
1: off balance because you have a massive? <laughs> that came later. That came later. Yeah. That's really uh, interesting I, was, uh,
2: late, 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 I just didn't know. want to live in hanging with the
1: one coach for the whole thing. But so yeah, so I was often a teammate
2: that I am. Thank so you, thank often you. put in goalie, you know, when playing school soccer. I was I was I was chosen to be in like the special sports program of my school <laughs> for, to play basketball in year nine and I think they quickly realized just because he's tall doesn't I mean he does not right. has any talent for it. So I was not welcome back the next year. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. I feel a very Pete Holmes vibe from you. Oh,
0: I was going to check because I've just started listening to his podcast. Uh, you make it weird, I think you it is. It weird, but yeah. You do have a very Pete Holmes. Yeah,
2: I get that a bit, just without the Christian background. Yeah, 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 yeah that was yeah. my follow-up
0: question. <laughs> do you love God? No, Mom
2: gave was the chance once to just... Um, oh, she, had, so she, had the, she had the three boys in the car after church because the church had not been good to her after the divorce. Like the church had yeah. not been that support that she was hoping for and she said to us in the I car think it's one, a
1: shame to be a uh, divorcee yeah like
2: that, yeah i think she just wasn't getting Yuck. that sort of love um but uh yeah in, the she, car, yeah. yeah in the car i think i was must have been about seven to the, the my brothers would have been about 10 and four, twelve 12 or something like that and she just said i'll keep coming to church if you want to come to church otherwise we don't have to come anymore and we all went yep Let's not go to church, because um, we were all thinking about staying home and watching cartoons and video, <laughs> video hits and whatever. So
0: it's so funny. It, 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 it's such a it, it's, whether it's a real Dutch trait or it's just that it's this, such conviction behind Dutch women. I, I mean, mm-hmm. and, and the Dutch men are much the same. But I feel like there's so many things just hearing your mum talk that it's like th- there's no time to dilly dally about making a decision. Yeah, if mm. the decisions in front of you, make it. Yeah. and whatever you make it make the most of it cuz in that moment that's what you thought was the best decision and I, I feel like i think a lot of part of me forgot that i felt like every decision i made especially probably in my mid to late 20s moving into my 30s i, I thought every decision i made was the wrong one like i sometimes mm-hmm. used to convince myself that i was like oh, i'll just be george costanza mm-hmm. so every every you know, episode like every decision you think is the right do the opposite yeah. cuz i just thought i thought i was making every wrong Decision, but I I think in
1: good place now. The current TV is about one of the characters. Is his drawback is he can't make a decision because he feels like he's trying to understand every single, uh, you know, variable before he makes a choice, and he just ends up taking too long to make a decision. But so for you, uh, with that idea of being a tall, gangly sort of person. Mm -hmm.
2: Um, I never said gangly. That's weird. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> what does gangly mean? No, I'm, I'm just <laughs> saying you're putting words Uncoordinated? No, that, no, uh, gangly was, is like... I was gangly. Like, like, I was.
0: Like sort of, yeah. isn't this gangly? I'm moving yeah. my arms like a Muppet.
2: Is that gangly? <laughs> I or think that's gangly. I, no, I'm just, uh, I'm I'm just, just, of, I'm just I'm, teasing. I'm just teasing.
0: No, no, no. I I, no, I like this because the, the definition of gangly, because you're quite solid, you would assume that a tall gangly person would be quite singy. Uh,
2: yeah, tall
1: and lanky. Maybe that's what I was...
0: So maybe oh, we should uh, stick with tall Kenny. and uncle,
1: <laughs> <laughs> King Uncle. Um, <laughs> about, I'm upgraded. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So no, no, no. Uh, what was your approach to any kind of physical stuff? Then
2: I, I liked. I liked to be active. I, I played basketball. I was in the underdog team in, in primary school as well. We were called the Lockleys North Sharks. Yes. Um, we, Go to the sharks. We were the, uh, There was one team called the Lasers. Um, they were full, They beow, had. Beow. They had all the great um kids on them and then the sharks were me and my best friend and a few others who we were dog shit like it yeah. was like oh whoops we accidentally put all the good players on one team oh well that's it um so we sucked but i liked running around i i liked being active right. um yeah so and
0: basketball like how old were
2: um, so I, yeah, so that primary school would have been, yeah, so all my primary school years, getting that participation trophy each time. Yeah. And then, yeah, a little bit of high school.
0: Because I, I played in a really shit team as well called the St. Olivers. And so we'd have training on Thursdays and then play on Saturday mornings. Yeah. But the training facility, the basketball ring was only six foot high. So in training, we're Duncan we're hitting shots left, right, and centre. Yep. We are killing it. On game day, we'd play on normal basketball rings and none of us could hit a shot. Airball. Yeah. Air airball, airball. ever. Air air we'd lose week after week after week. But it's the same thing. you running around with your friends and some sort of team sport. Like at the time, I didn't realise the benefit. It was just like, oh, it's, I get to hang out with my mates outside school. Well, yep. it's a bonus.
2: Uh-huh. And basketball's great. You're running back and forth. It's yeah. So, and, like, I'm, I'm, I, I sweat so much as well. Mm. Like, I sweat so much. I love to dance. And I would dance a lot at house parties and stuff like that growing up because, like, I never felt like a hot guy. I know I'm hot now. Thanks for telling me. But, you know, you <laughs> can keep it to yourself. But, like, so I would always overdo it by being the funny guy. Um, and, like, so house parties, I would dance a lot. But because I sweat a lot, it meant that the very rare times that a woman would get anywhere near me, whether it was just like... (laughs) The, the hug goodbye or like maybe going in for a little bit more close dancing, which I hated because I I need to move. Like all yeah, my moves yeah. are I don't do any partner dancing. Uh but, but, but women
0: would have found that appealing. Like I feel like it's They like, did, yeah. Because you're tall, you've lost all inhibition, you're just yourself, you're on the dance floor. That mm-hmm. is a very attractive they, Unattractive and
2: they, and they did it it was it was super fun. I got a lot of attention. And then the but, but as soon as they touched me, it was yeah. like, Oh you're so damp and yeah. you uh, and yeah, moist. Yeah, people can't look past sweat. Yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> do
1: you, I have a flashback? Am I just, just have I just incepted this memory for myself? Do I do I remember seeing you start off a stand up show while you were dancing on stage?
2: Yeah, I've done that before. Yeah. <laughs> I I I, I, I love because uh, yeah. I
1: suddenly just knew I've seen
2: this. <laughs> I used to dance a lot onto the stage and then I did more and more gigs where they didn't have house music, so it just stopped becoming part of the routine. I love to dance right on because it meant that the audience you, would go. So, all right this is a fun guy because right, when you
1: when you were running a gig at the producers bar one of the late shows you'd
2: host yeah that's I right there's yeah. a lot of
1: dancing at the top
2: yeah. yeah that's right yeah yeah yeah. that's yeah when i ran that late show i like to dance on it was my show yeah.
1: did you really uh, say so you love dancing did you ever think of like this is how fucking harsh is this? Did you ever go think to be good at it? No, <laughs> no but what I mean by that is, did but you ever think of taking further. it like going into training? Going I find into...
2: choreography very hard. My my wife bought me like uh, a dance because uh, like Sydney Dance Company does like open classes, and like they're supposed to be beginner classes. And I went to them, and they are fucking so hard. Yeah, um, and like they weren't beginner classes. They were like, and even just like the stretching and the warm up was. Almost too much for me as well. I should be doing more stretching like we all should. I'm mm. looking at you. Ah, yes. oh, fuck uh, you. Yeah, yes, I, I listen.
1: <laughs> you <look laughs> right, right into my soul as you said. Do you said still it. do yeah. the
0: roller? Do you still do the I'm doing the roller. Yeah, no. I got it. I'm
2: doing the roller I'm as doing well. The roller. My, my hip flexes I'm are a real bad. Roller. Yeah. yeah,
0: same. Same. Yeah. My hip flexes are shocking. Yeah. And so I'm just rolling it on that butt and it's excruciating. Yeah. And, but I just hope it helps. What were you
1: saying about stretching?
2: But yeah, so even their stretching routine at this dance thing, but then keeping up with choreography, I find really hard. So I like dancing as like pure expression of just yeah. like, here's what I like to do, here's my fun. You yeah, know, that and that I'm, I'm and feeling. the
1: fitness and cardio, whatever, is all just subs. Like it's a bonus because that's yeah. not your reason for doing it. I've that's- done
2: just dance on on PlayStation. That's pretty fun too. Like it's good. It's, it's, it's it. All so over I'm... sort of movement. But I've found, I found I I went to a wedding recently, and because I, I don't really dance that uh, that much anymore, because I don't Why? go to clubs, I don't, don't uh, go to bars. I don't um, get invited to yeah. weddings. <laughs> <That's not what laughs> I, I thought you leading. But it's true. And, you, like yeah.
0: you're a little bit older. You're in a long term yeah. relationship. Like where are. Where, where are you dancing? Where are you yes. dancing? Yeah, yeah. unless
2: you're going to like, oh, let's go to a salsa night, which me and my wife have always talked about, but like, we're also very good at home bodies. So if we have a night off, we're, if, we're, if either of us are not performing, it's like, well. How, is she a know,
0: performer as well?
2: She's an actor, and we also improvise together as well. Oh, We've started wow. Im- yeah, the last moly. year. We, we do an improv duo called the Newlyweds. Fun. Oh. When did you get married? I got married. We. I'm celebrating my. F- 4th anniversary next week and I'll be in Melbourne. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so how old are you then? I'm 31. Yeah,
1: 31.
0: Okay,
2: yeah. so you're um, married young. 27, like, yeah.
0: Kids? So, no, no kids yet.
2: No, we're, yeah, we're not interested in kids.
0: Why not? So you just, you just decided not to? Or?
2: Uh, it's never really been a thing of ours. I've got a niece and a nephew that they're pretty good <laughs> yeah. so hopefully That's they'll great. look at later in life um, but yeah it's never really been a thing for us we, we, we hope to get a dog um, but yeah we because of the performer lifestyle that we both have yeah. um, I think maybe if we had a if there was a different universe where like we had a million dollars and we had the careers we wanted at home maybe we'd have different mindsets but, yeah. yep. but at this we point like that it doesn't freedom. seem to be
1: yeah. and sorry you were saying about this wedding you were dancing at
2: oh, I stepped into the dance floor with that sort of enthusiasm of someone who loves to dance and can dance and then I I was I was just moving my arms, and I looked down, and I was like, "What's going on here?" I looked over at my mum and and her sisters, and I realized what I was doing. I was. Doing an aunt dance, I was yeah. like, "Oh no, what's happened to what's happened to all my moves?" Because if you oh. if you don't use it, you lose it, you know. Right. So all my all my moves are just gone, and I was just like doing because I think aunties have that sort of reputation of yeah. dancing with just their arms because like people should see Nikki yeah.
1: Britton uh, does a fantastic impersonation of over forty dancing where it's all as she says hips. Uh, I think she might have even done it into the gala, so maybe check that out. Yeah. But yeah, just it's so true. <laughs> i'm still her stuff but thank you Nikki. in terms of uh you know we talk a lot about identity here and mm. how it sounds like you viewed yourself as a fun buoyant dancer mm. in that moment did you start to feel like fuck i'm going old or did you have like a bit of a shock to the system a little
2: bit because it's like you know how so many of us are on a path set for ourselves years ago whether it's like Oh, my 15-year-old self who wanted to be an actor or a performer and checking in with yourself and going, oh, do I still want to be that? Whatever mm. it might be to you. Oh, my, when I was eight years old, I wanted to be a fireman and I'm 35 and I hate fighting fires, whatever it is. Mm. Um, but I think it's also worthwhile checking in yourselves, yourself and going, hey, are you still in touch with that person that, you, you know, that inspired you before? And one of them is that dancer in me and I go, oh that person loved doing that yeah. and I've dropped it away due to sometimes convenience and it is just that simplicity of, oh, this gig doesn't have a PA, no dancing for me. I'm not having that drive to go, Rah. Hey, can we get some music in here? Cause I, part of me would love to dance onto that stage because that's, that's what I do. Um, but instead it's I'll, that sort of comfort yeah. zone, staying in that sort of easy sort of zone of least resistance. All right. I'll just, I'll just do that. And
1: with like, um, You were talking, we touched briefly with mental health and stuff. Mm. Do you find dance like a really good way for you to – because you're reconnecting with – not to get – I don't know if this makes sense, but it seems like your truer self is connected to this idea of dancing. And being able to do that activity brings you closer to your truer self. And do yeah. you feel like the less you were dancing, you you know, you notice that you were more stressed out or more?
2: I think so because it's even like I love podcasts, but podcasts are also like dangerous. Yes, don't, keep listening, please. Um, <laughs> don't <laughs> tune out, but they're also dangerous because they give you that false sense of of socializing. Yeah. You know? Oh, tell um, us talk about that more. so really, yeah. I, I listen to podcasts a lot, but I and, and and but they there's a stat that's come out recently, like fifteen percent of. Podcast listeners are very lonely, something like that. It's passed on to me, but you can probably Google it. But the idea being that if I check myself and make sure I go, when was the last time you had your own thought in your head or hung out with someone face-to-face to to make sure that you're getting that even time with yourself? Mm. The other day, I found myself teaching some year nines um, because I do drama teaching as well. And I had forgot my headphones at work. And in my break time, I stepped out to my break to go get some lunch, and no podcast to listen to, uh, no music, which mm. I don't listen to as much, so therefore no dancing. And I had an existential crisis. I, I stepped out on my way to lunch, and I went, "Oh, that's right, we die one day. Oh, and and before life, I was not, there was nothing, and after life, there'll be nothing again." I was like, "Oh." And. I wish I had my Fitbit podcast. <laughs> and, and that person's
0: eating KFC. <laughs> yeah. I could get like,
2: I, I, well, that I, person's gonna yeah. die quicker. I guess I'll get, I guess I'll get some pasta then, and I got some pasta. And but what was good is like, I, it felt like a pretty, it was a dark thought, but I, I, I tried to sit on it and let myself sort of absorb it, not in a sort of deg- negative sort of way of like, give me this negativity, but just like, hey, here's – it's almost like my brain sort of going, oh, hello again. Haven't chatted to you in a little while. The other day I, I had a walk and I just talked to myself out loud, almost like a crazy person. But it was like a real, it felt very healthy to kind of have a check in with you, myself.
1: Where were you walking?
2: I was just walking to work okay. for you know half an hour walk. And there and back, I talked to myself out loud. Out, out loud.
1: What? How, if, this is very strange yeah. to me. So I want to talk more about mm. this. What, what? What? Um. What are you saying to yourself? How does the conversation? Is it a dialogue? Is it a? It's a sort back- of
2: dialogue of like it starts as simple as hey, how are you? I haven't talked to you in a little while. How are you feeling? <laughs> like, oh and, and it is just are that. Serious? Sim- yeah, it is. that simplicity of, um. Have you those thoughts that you've sort of been repressing a little bit because this goes the same for my sleep i sleep really well and for a long time i would tell people oh i'm good at compartmentalizing because people get jealous i go how do you sleep at night and I, go, oh, I compartmentalize and and that sounds impressive to people until i looked up what compartmentalizing means and it doesn't apply to me at all what i'm doing is repressing you know, right. and that yeah. does not sound healthy at all. If you tell, if someone says, "Hey, how do you sleep at night?" you say, "Oh, I repress," and they go, "Oh, <laughs> 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 I take a pill." <laughs> oh, Wow, this is sounding yeah. way too
1: well, close if, to the if, home for me. So. Yeah.
0: Well, no, I think I think it's something because a friend of mine has a chronic pain and without mm-hmm. podcasts she probably wouldn't function a lot yeah. of the time because it's a complete distraction of the pain. So she'll re-listen to whole series. like yeah, of the beautiful. It's amazing. So it becomes a sense of companion but it's also a sense of distraction.
1: It's a I- sugar pill for the soul yeah. because yeah. it is going to give you a temporary satisfaction but really it might not – I mean – no, our podcast is different. We've changed lives. <laughs> yeah,
0: we, 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 no, but I think that one is, is like, I mean, we, we and, and I think I think about it sometimes, and I only started really thinking about it that listening back to certain episodes where you go, oh, well, you know, w- again, we talked about in the previous, you know, in previous episodes where we were just like, oh, we're on a journey. We're just learning as we go. And I found myself that other podcasts, that the podcast that Dylan and I sort of created, in this community we created, that, uh, that we kind of wanted to go, oh, we, we want people listening on like that as well and I find myself when I listen to certain podcasts that it's like oh they're on a journey so I just want to know I want to learn what they're learning on that journey and sometimes we listen to podcasts where we don't you know because we're further in our careers as a stand up we don't get to see our mates half the time yep. mm-hmm. so sometimes you listen to podcasts just to see what the hell's Check happening on there. Yeah. yeah
1: so you the conversation happens out loud so you start by hey how are you and so are you leaving the school at this point point? and look at no, it's in the miss, yeah. me, Mr. Blanc- <laughs> look at Mr. Blanche Duval just having a chat
2: no, so that that was for an adult course. But, but either, either way, I'm I'm I'm, I'm out you, of. There's no one on the street. You know, it's a well, pretty this quiet is street.
1: Linked to that self conscious thing and being comfortable mm. in who you are, even as you're saying this, you don't seem to be even slight. It's like, oh yeah, I talk to myself.
2: Oh, well, it's not something I do regularly, and I'm, I'm, I like to be open on on these sort of mediums. You know, cause so okay, makes, maybe makes our listeners could benefit
1: from this. I could benefit mm. from this. It's that I'm very. Uncomfortable with the idea of talking out loud as I'm walking mm-hmm. because it's for whatever reason I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. But what say? But you can get you away with it. What? W- Sorry,
0: you can get away with it now these days.
1: With the oh yeah, with so the wireless. Like talk. So I, yeah. I talk out yeah. all the time. Right. Like I used
0: to rehearse conversations, confronting conversations. People, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, and I'd, and so if you, if you put your Bluetooth on, people think you're just talking to. But,
1: you. Yeah, exactly. what, what else? And also no one can. Would you do it? Would you <laughs> see the same thing? yeah maybe but but, uh, but you, could you do the same thing maybe like in a room would you say you allow yourself oh it's not the same thing is it? Is there, a, is there a, some sort of freedom that comes with being in public having this I chat think,
2: mm-hmm. I think moving and, and also going oh this feels uncomfortable if you go okay I'm walking for 20 minutes between home and my destination or whatever then that means okay I don't have to be uncomfortable for this 20 minutes same thing goes for like going shit I've listened to a lot of podcasts lately when was the last time I listened to my own thoughts or like you know especially I'm, a, I'm, I'm working on my next comedy show it's like you need to be able to let some thoughts come in you know both healthy ones and creative ones to be able to have that door open. Totally. So, I think going to my saying to myself, "Okay, cool. It's a twenty-minute walk. You only have to be uncomfortable potentially if it does feel uncomfortable for twenty minutes. It's a it's a yeah. limited yeah. it's a limited time." Because I found myself talking about some sort of uncomfortable truths and sort of checking in with myself. Because I think we're all very good at pretending like there's some mental filing going on in the back rooms of your brain. But really, if we picture that room, it is just someone throwing around files and most of them are going to be on the ground until you actually check in with that filing room and go, oh, hey, how's that filing going for that that, that sad memory I had or that little thing about whatever? And people go, oh, shit, do you want them files in the right spot? All right, let's talk about it and see where they need to go. And and, and actually wow. having that conversation with that person doing that filing rather yeah. than hoping that's going on without you putting that attention in.
1: Yeah. I saw Daniel Slosher's show, and he had created a character called Nigel, who Mm -hmm. is there in the back room with all his, and he refers to Nigel going, hey, Nigel, can you grab that memory of this? It's it's really a great stand-up piece in itself, but it's a great way to view your brain as this thing that it has all the information there, but there's some things that have been pushed away to the side, Mm. and some things, as you say, most likely for a lot of us at least, it's going to be a bit of a mess in there. And I, I think you're right. It struck a chord with me the way you said that it's, not about compound penalizing as much as it's about repressing mm. and 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 that's a that's a really interesting way to not repressing. And how long have you been sort of, Talking to yourself. Do you remember the first time you said this out loud? And
2: um, I don't do it that regularly. I find myself doing it at moments when it's, it has become a little bit too much, right? You know, that, and that's the problem is is not checking in. Like I, I, I talked, I'm very good at giving advice. I'm not great at taking advice. Huh. So often when I'm giving advice, I go, "Oh, that's actually pretty good." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like we've we've got a housemate at the moment. Me and my wife has a house, have a housemate, one of our best mates, and we're on similar sort of mindsets of supporting one another and we have similar sort of journeys and sort of backing ourselves and and putting ourselves out there for things that we want and and every bit of advice applies to me as well so it's a nice sort of way of sort of practicing that mentality because it all just comes down for that mindfulness of going when was the last time i checked in with myself do i want to be 10 years later and going oh have i been spending all of my nights Watching, you know, RuPaul's Drag Race, fantastic show. But it's pure escapism and, mm. and, and listening to podcasts during the day, um, playing video games, all delightful things. But mm. has that been everything? When was the last time I thought about things? And that's why people go to therapy because they can go, oh, shit, here's a thought that I haven't thought about. Does this yeah. have any value? But because I haven't been going to therapy, I haven't found the therapist that I like yet, um, I go all right, what yeah, can I do? I can wrong. talk to myself right that's a start yeah, that. and, and
1: you've sampled with a few therapists, is it before you?
2: yeah, yeah, I made a mistake of <laughs> i um I went to one, but um my wife was looking for one as well and I recommended her the same one that I'd heard about. Oh, and I okay. didn't know there was a rule um, <laughs> that you can't see the same therapist as your wife. It makes plenty of sense. Yeah, but, but the shitty thing was, is in those initial meetings, as you probably know, with, the, with your first therapist, you do like a sort of best of sort yeah, of thing if yeah, they yeah, get yeah, to yeah, know you. Yeah. Here, and I'm giving them all the highlights of here's when me and my wife um he and my, me and my girlfriend broke up and we got back together and and uh my dad wasn't around so i'm doing like here's everything mm-hmm. and then tied 20 yeah and then yeah and then, <laughs> 45 50 whatever and then at the end she's like oh wait a minute did you say your wife is going here as well and um, i'm like yeah and she's like well i can't see you so i gave her everything <laughs> and then it's like did she yeah, still charge you though yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that, so that was that was like this shitty thing of like I sh- I should've I probably should have known, but it, it was it was hard, especially well, in you that you shouldn't have known yeah. like like, well yeah and then in that environment where you've opened yourself up so yeah, desperately yeah, yeah. and then uh, I yeah. like the
0: idea that you walk down and go how are you feeling I'll say how I'm feeling
2: yeah exactly <laughs> just speaking out loud <laughs> and then the Big next er- therapist <laughs> <episode> I <laughs> went to we didn't we didn't we didn't get to the good stuff and I wanted to get to the good stuff yeah she, she was much more into like let's put a to-do list together if you're feeling you know like you're procrastinating uh-huh. too much and I'm like I can do a to-do list. I want to talk about heavier stuff. than Yeah. Um, and also, she left me waiting for 10 minutes to, for the first appointment and didn't apologize for being late. And I thought, ah, that's come good. on. Now, um, you have patients politeness. with anxiety. Yeah. Come on. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I, I like this chat because we talk so more positively about therapy. And it's always, again, something that I try, I forget to mention that you know, I encourage people to go see a therapist, but also remember that you might not click with them straight away. It and took it, me three it, or four to ghost. Yeah. yeah? And so
2: how many have you been through? I'm looking to go to a third now. Yeah. I, I let this one lapse, like a bad relationship. I, I ghosted my therapist. Oh.
1: I uh, Yeah.
2: Which is probably bad. I probably should at least send her a message. Uh, it's a service. Mm. I, mm.
0: I I reckon there's no issue with that. It's like, you know, you don't, she doesn't owe you anything you don't owe I, I don't guess or so. anything. I think yeah. like it's, it's a service you wanted some help. In the end, it didn't work out.
2: Uh, I think people need to recognise that it is like if it's not working for you, don't keep going to. The, oh god, there's don't. so many other ones out there
0: because these that resenting the amount of money you're throwing at it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's
2: <just> so expensive.
1: <laughs> I love my therapist. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, okay. very, I'm very chuffed mm-hmm. that i chuffed and I, and she has mentioned multiple times that it's a I got lucky. Like Mm -hmm. she says, a lot of her clients have turned off her. She's turned clients off her saying, I can't help you because I'm just not the right person for you. Mm -hmm. And I think she and I just clicked on the get-go. And I genuinely know that's a lucky thing because that's why I'm glad to hear you say the alternative, which is that, yeah, sometimes it's not going to work. And, you know, it's worth pursuing to find, you know, one that does gel with you because then the benefits are quite… Yeah. Obvious.
0: Um, and she'll be on the pod next week. <laughs> um, <No? laughs>
1: I wonder. She might be keen. Uh, that would be so. She comes to my shows every year. I love it. I love That'd it. But how would you feel
0: like that, have you? Great. Oh, well, what I was are you not, about? I very, was not expecting that reaction. <laughs> there's very
1: little that I haven't talked to uh, that I've talked to her about that we haven't talked on the pod. Do you know what I mean? Generally speaking, a lot of the insights that I have about myself may be born off the chats with her. Anyway, but we got to wrap it up, Marcel. Blanche DeWilt, your comedy show next year.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm doing a show called Pancakes. It's Mm. designed to be about dutch Fl- fluffy and sweet it's not about being dutch is it a-
1: because if you're broke that night you can have him come to your show
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that might come up the whole idea is like here's here's like a fluffy fun show it's, love it. it it might have a little bit of bite to it but essentially it is all about something that you can bring your roommate and your grandma to i love a yeah. fucking yeah. title
1: that suits the comedian perfectly yeah <laughs> totally so like uh, ivan was here he called his one piñata of yeah. course
2: brilliant Yeah, and our our posters actually look kind of similar. Uh, But hey, uh, that's fine. He's your current housemate as well. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm staying with him and we both compared posters and went, hmm, interesting coloration there. Uh, Uh, The full festival of Melbourne? Yeah so I'm doing I'm doing 14 nights in Melbourne I'm Where doing, are you at this I'm in a Tasman Tasma Terrace, Terrace and lovely place. I'm right. doing Hobart as well doing two nights in Hobart in January for the Fringe at the Edge of the World oh, I am yeah, doing Julian nights Jillian in runs? Adelaide yep. yeah yeah, we yeah. We so look Jillian, up, look up my website board. it's it's my name Marcel Blanche de wilt or you can find me on um the socials M A R C E L B D E Unfortunate that that means something else now on the internet, but yeah. M E R B E D. No, B D E. Big Dick Energy. Uh, it's actually just my last name, just full but full the, the circle. We came full circle. <laughs> the internet has it was ruined my there. Last the name. The writings were on the wall.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big Dick
2: Energy. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't want people to You know to big dick yeah. energy, don't you? Is it Ariana it. Oh.
1: Grande who started it? Ariana Grande and never heard of it. Uh, Pete yeah, Davidson, right?
2: right? She I she's the one so. who made yeah. it popular.
1: Believe so I hate her. But now I tattooed
2: B D E on herself. But now I seem so strange to be like, oh uh yeah, but yeah. BDE, BDE not, BDE B D. That's not it's because I have a B
1: D E, but it's brown dick energy.
0: Wow Dill, you've got a comedy
1: festival. Is that yes. what it's called? No. Uh, uh, why not? Next year, Brown Dick Energy. Uh, no, it's called Victorious Lion. Uh, it's uh, comedy.com.au for all the details. But, yeah, Perth, Adelaide, Melbourne, Brisbane, Sydney. Fucking <laughs> Whyella? Whyella? <laughs> no, oh, really. i love it But I should be there. Um, I
0: have got my show on sale. And and thank you, listeners, for already buying tickets. We uh, really appreciate it. Uh, and my producer and I. So keep buying them. Uh, a couple of the shows are close to selling out. So just get a ticket. I want as many Fitbit people there. And again, just write a question, stick it in the box of Coco Pop. Yes. Um, um,
1: thank, thank you so, so much, much for coming in. That was in. incredible. The, the, the thing about talking to yourself, and am really think about that. And, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe give it a crack and I'll tell you how I go. But I feel very uncomfortable with the idea, which is why I'm keen to try it.
0: Yeah. Are you still talking about big dick image?
2: <laughs> <laughs> thank you, guys. Uh, See you, guys. Me. Bye.
0: <laughs>